That's true. Uh, you know what I should have done since Sinister is out sick? I should have asked him what his opening line was. That's what I should have done. That would have been the smart play here. I can text him real quick. Yeah, okay, here you go. What do you say? My uh, opening line was going to be, we talk about soap operas today on... Welcome everybody to another episode of Press Me to Cancel, your favorite retro podcast, at least for the next 20 minutes, or at least that's what the algorithm tells me. I am your host this week, Sick Jake, and I'm not alone. Well, I'm mostly alone because everybody's out sick this week, but I do have my second favorite host of the team, Jard Monk. How are you doing this week, Jard Monk? I'm glad I reached second. I've been all over the board with you today. I've been your fourth and third favorite streamer today, Uh, and now I'm your second favorite host, so holy shit. We're, we're well, I mean, you know, GP's not here this week, so we 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 have to we have to keep GP in our thoughts and minds. Well, Sinister is not here for me, so this is definitely my third favorite host. <laughs> Sorry, we'll bring out William Shatner next week. How about that? <laughs> That's my All least right. favorite this week. Host. This week we're going to talk about a game. Well, it's funny. So we're trying. We're thinking of ideas for for games to talk about on the podcast, and I noticed that you were playing Another World. Which is a which is a fantastic, great game. Gotta ask, why did you decide to play Another World? We actually talked about it last week in the Final Fantasy 16 episode. It was brought up, um, and I we we had done the rotoscoping episode with Prince of Persia, you know, a few months ago, and yeah. and for some reason, like Wolf was talking about it, and I was like, you know, I remember I got the I I, I played it as a kid on the Genesis. And I wasn't very good at it then. <coughs> and then I got a, um, I got an anniversary edition that was on Xbox that I downloaded right. and played it on there. And then I, I beat it on Xbox. And then we were talking about it again. And I was like, you know what? That sounds like a lot of fun. And I, I, I had stepped away from retro for a little while and was playing, you know, Final Fantasy 16 and Demon Souls and all the new stuff on the PlayStation 5. And I wanted something to invite me back into retro a little bit that wasn't like an RG, RBG. RPG or something super heavy story driven. And I went, right. you know what? I remember this game being relatively short. So let's let's just jump into that. And it <laughs> relatively short probably doesn't do it justice because this game was like 45 freaking minutes long. We beat it. And I went, oh, okay. And then I was thinking I was going to do flashback and kind of the other rotoscoping games kind of started to come to my brain for that one. But um I love this game, and Wolf had mentioned it was on sale on Steam for the summer sale, I think, last weekend. And it was like it was like a dollar or something. And and while we were talking on the FF6 episode, or 16 episode last week, I bought it, like, while we were in the middle of the episode. And I went, well, I guess I'm going to fire this bad boy up. So it was kind of a wing and a prayer where it was just in conversation. We brought it up, and I was like, I should play this. I haven't played this in a while, and I really like this game. And unlike flashback i know i can finish it so <laughs> let's 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 kind of crack our crack our knuckles and get back into uh, another world and then we were like let's talk about it today so here we are yeah so that's that's wild to me when you said 45 minutes because i i did to play this game on the genesis as a kid and i never beat it i liked it but i never got very far i, I only made it like 
I think after watching it play through this week, I think I made it maybe a third of the way through. I thought this game was a lot longer than it actually is. I think the playthrough I it's, have spun yeah. up, I'll show some footage on, on YouTube for the viewers. I think the playthrough is, yeah, it's just under 30 minutes. And this guy dies. So I think if you were to play this game without dying, if you knew every way of going through all the stages, if you can call them stages, you could probably beat this game in 25 minutes, which is yeah. crazy to me. So I never beat this as a kid. I did beat Flashback. I remember renting Flashback oh, and wow. liking it for different reasons. And I did beat that one. So that's interesting that you beat this one and not Flashback. Um, so we're talking about Another World, which is a game that came out in 1992. So it was by... Uh, Programmer and developer, programmer, developer. He did the art too. It's a one man, literally a, a pretty much a one man show. His name is Eric Jahai. I feel like the Canadian on staff, I should be able to pronounce the French name, but I probably butchered it. But he, it's a one man show. He did the entire thing. He, from what I read uh, in my exhaustive research, he uh, <coughs> saw the flat shaded vector graphics of Dragon's Lair on the Amiga port and was impressed with it and wanted to kind of do something similar in that style. And I'm telling you, the Amiga is, I know it's a, it's a super popular in Europe, but it's almost unknown to North American audience. And yeah, I wish I played sure. more of the games on the Amiga because the system is impressive for what, for its time. And looking mm. at the original version of this, of another world on the Amiga, it looks good, like really great mm. fluid. It looks awesome. It plays well, not to knock the ports. The Genesis port also plays very well in the SNES one too and all that. But that Amiga port is fucking smooth. Sorry, YouTube. Uh, really impressive. So that's that's that was the thing there. We're, like we're, we're, we're a couple minutes in. We're good. No, we're we're still safe good. now. Yeah, they won't take us down. But yeah, I was really impressed with another world's um, like graphics and and uh, presentation. Do you want, so you mentioned the rotoscoping. So we talked about that before. You write how I believe he got his friend to help do the record the animations and then rotoscope the animations for this character, and that's right. that, that's. You look at the game today and compare it to like if you if you take the graphics today and hold it today, yes, it's a little pixelated, but the fluid anima animation still really holds up well. That's what, what do you think it, about the right? animation style today? Hmm? Yeah, I, I mean, even it's funny because if you play the original, you play this version, the newer version. Um, sounds like you have your hands on it now. Lucky you. Um, if you play the original version and you press, I don't know, I use my PlayStation controller, so if you press triangle, it will actually downgrade the graphics to the original port or the original look yes. of the port so it, it takes away a lot of the background look and a lot of the stuff and adds a lot of the, the pixelation to it but it's so smooth like it is so yeah. clean playing it in either version like i you in my playthrough i actually went to the point of changing it on and off like as we were playing through it downgrade me daddy what's up gp and um <laughs> I, it just the motions is so nice. Like it's, it actually feels like walking. The only issue with it is there's, it feels like there's slow response to like jumping and, and trying to avoid things. So there's, there is a timing issue with some of the stuff that you're playing with, but you know, it's not like Mario where you're going to jump 50 feet into the air. You're going to jump like a normal human being. It all plays like you are actually a, a, a person without any kind of special powers, just trying to get through. Um, and this game doesn't hold your hand, and and at, with with at any respect, e even with the newer version, it doesn't. Um, so I, I think the graphics and the animations. I'm, I'm going to go on a tangent, so I'll try and steer back onto the graphics question. Um, I, I, I think the graphics. I mean, they're doing a switch right now where you can see the downgrading versus the normal, and really the only difference is 
like the the backgrounds are a little cleaner and it's a little less pixelated but it still plays super smooth yeah there's more textures and stuff involved still plays super smooth still feels really really good in your hands yeah it's really neat in that so the original game, uh, much entire thing was vector style gra- or not vector style graphics. Well, I guess it was vector style graphics, but flat, flat shaded graphic style. And uh, in the remake, this is the video footage that we're showing on YouTube right now is of the 20th anniversary edition that came out. I think that's the one that was on sale on Steam. And yeah. they, they kept the same graphical style. The, the character and the enemies and all that are the same, but they've done like a, a pass in the backgrounds to add some detail to it. But it still works. It's still, it's still mm-hmm. a a lo-fi, uh, you know, vector flat shaded kind of style to it. It looks really good for the modern. What's neat though is, uh, so this is, this is a game that got ported to feels like everything. Everything. I mean, there's a full port. I think there's a Jaguar port that may not have been released. SNES, Genesis. Mm-hmm. There's also a 3DO port. The 3DO port was unique mm-hmm. in that they also tried doing a texturized, uh, you know, elements on the background. And it looks awful. <laughs> so when I say the 20th, edition, 20th anniversary edition, that looks great. This is remastered in a way that makes sense. The 3DO version, you got to go back and look at it. It looks terrible. And it also does something in the beginning. And only in the 3DO version, I believe, in that port, during the intro, there's a Star Wars-esque scrolling text into the background that gives you the story oh, yeah. from the manual. And it's absolutely awful. <laughs> it's really tacky. And a game like this doesn't need it because... The game, even though there's no dialogue, there's no text, right? It's it's just universal language of just animations in motion. The opening mm-hmm. is just so great, right? Like you have a guy who's obviously a scientist, pulls up in his Ferrari. Yeah, with a fucking sweet ride, dude. He's like <laughs> peeling out. It's so 80s. I mean, you know this yeah. was made in the 90s, but it still feels like super. 80s-esque. Su- I mean, it's early 90s, right? It's late 80s. So he's pulling up, probably yeah. jamming fucking winger. <laughs> As he's sliding into his work to do some late night experimentation, it looks like Tron. Yeah. Like it's the same concept yeah. of Tron. Yes, you know, <clears throat> and like he he pulls in an elevator, pulls up to his particle accelerator in his office, as you do, and as you an do. experiment goes wrong, and he ends up teleporting to another world. Um, this game is also known as uh, what was it Out of This World? Out of World, America? Out of This World. Yep, Out, out of this, this World. world. Yeah, because uh, I think another world was um was already copyrighted or trademarked in North America, but it's another world everywhere else. And you're in this like basically far off alien planet with, you said no handholding couldn't be more right. There is literally yeah. nothing. There's no text instructions, no prompts, nothing. Your, our buddy falls into the pool after being teleported, manages to swim up in the first sequence, which if, I gotta say if, in the first, if you know, you're supposed to do. Game, yeah. I drowned. Yeah. Did you drown in the first yeah. scene of this game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I first played it, when I first played it, I didn't realize because I thought it was an, a cutscene. So I was like yeah. waiting for him to do whatever he's going to do. And then it does the bubbly, <laughs> the bubbly face. And I was like, yeah. yo, what the hell am I supposed to do? Is, is it ready? And then I just I eventually pressed up and saw him start swimming up. And I went, oh, OK. Yeah, that's that's how this works. So. Yeah, I died in the first screen. I don't feel so bad now because I felt really stupid when I got I got grabbed by the tentacles i think it was they pull you they pull mm-hmm, you down mm-hmm. so it was hilarious yeah. so you die in the first screen and then you manage to resurface out of this this water and you're in basically you explore around a little bit and then there's these slugs I, I know i was going back and forth offline with you guys talk about this game i couldn't get past the first stage i'm going to call it and in this first stage you go to the left there's, there's a cliff you go to the right and there's these slimes and you can jump over them 
But it's tricky because, as you mentioned, the controls yeah. in this game don't feel that good. So what do you think about the controls? You want to expand on that a bit more? They're a little clunky, and I feel like there's there's a lot of timing issue that you need to figure out because there are sections that <coughs> excuse me. There are sections. Jake and I are both getting over fucking sicknesses right now, so bear with our yeah, coughing. We're sorry. <laughs> trying not to cough on stream. Um, so it, it, right. So so there's there seems like there's like windows that you can jump and get through, but I think the worst part about it is there are some like unmovable objects that you need to figure out where your placement needs to be or you have to be fast because there's stuff that's like yeah. like the slugs for instance when they fall because they fall from the roof too there's two on the ground and there's like a there's an open spot that you can kind of jump into real quick and then jump out of if you're running but if those four fall then it's just one big cluster and you're going to get hit every time so not knowing that there is a way, a different way around it, which we found out later. I actually jumped yeah. them every time and 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 did got you? through it with <laughs> jumping. Yeah, I did. There should have been an achievement for that um, for the yeah. first half of it. But uh, the, I feel like until you can either quickly figure out your footing placement for all your jumps, that's like the biggest puzzle of all. Obviously, there's nothing telling you what you need to do to move forward. And it's it's a lot of trial and error, and I think that's why this game is so short. It's because there's so much trial and error this game that it could ter- easily turn into a, like a three hour game if you're just trying to yeah. you know hit your head against the wall to get through it. Um, the controls can be a little clunky uh, when you finally pick up the laser gun and you have a weapon on you. That can also be kind of a little clunky, um, but once you feel it and get the feel down for it, then it starts to kind of you know, come to fruition. But there is a, this game is, this game's early souls board. I mean, there's a lot of trial and error with this game and learning where things come out of and where enemies attack you and where you need to, what position you need to be in so that you don't get your face blown off. Um, yeah. A lot of the death animations are kind of cool. And I think I've seen every single one of them because it's a lot of dying and learning because there's no hand holding in this game. Well, even those, those slugs in the ground, in the opening sequence, if you step on them, it pans to like a, it's not quite cinematic, but a zoomed in of the slug, a fang comes up and tears into your your yeah. leg, and you fall down dead. And they're all like that. They're all really great animations when you die for a lot of sequences. I love the death animations; they're really cool. Yeah. And unfortunately, you see a lot of it, a lot of, a lot of the death animations over and over again. Um, for the controls, mm-hmm. the one thing to keep in mind too, with like comparing the Genesis version with the original, is the Amiga version. Like a lot of Amiga games, there's only one button on the Amiga. Um, right. And so that means you have your attack button and to jump, you push up on the joystick. So now imagine playing another world when you only have one button and jumping is pushing up on the D pad. It'd be very frustrating. So I think they might have right. improved the controls a tad bit with the ports, but not a whole lot. It definitely is, feels clunky. They actually, they left the, the jumping on the up buttons for the controllers as well. Now they have, oh, did they, they have extra okay. buttons for, yeah. So, if you're running and you press up on the diagonal, you'll actually jump in that in that area. So if you're playing on, I was playing on, of course, the greatest controller, not voted by my peers, but we were playing it on this guy. And if you, you sure if you that? press forward on this on accident, you sure about that? I am sure about that. If you accidentally go too high, you'll start hopscotching. So you right. have to play it on. You almost have to play it on the D pad, so that you don't accidentally press too high on the on the joystick, or you'll start bunny hopping everywhere you're going and then getting killed by everything. 
yeah, this is definitely a game that if you're pl- if you're going to play it today, I would not play with an analog stick. You really do need a D pad of yeah. some sort. Yep. Um, otherwise, yep. it's too frustrating. But um, yeah, the controls are clunky, but it, it fits this style of game. Right when we look right. at other rotoscope games like Prince of Persia, like Flashback, it's the style of the game where the animation is very right. fluid, and you're very much committed to the animation. Much like you said, like Dark Souls, it really is like that. When you play Dark Souls and you hit an attack, you're committed to the attack frames, and it's kind of like that. In exactly. This. But I, um, I mean, I don't want to say they're. I mean, because like you said, it's the design of the game, right? So if you're playing Prince of Persia, or you're playing Flashback, or you're playing any of these other Odd World, or any of these like auto rotoscope kind of games, if I were to jump forward in real life to go over a pit. I better fucking commit because I can't stop in midair, right? I can't right. stop in yeah, midair 100%. to make this jump. I'm going to fall in and die. And that's, that's the end of my personal life. So they make it more realistic. So they make it, they make it so that you have to go. I mean, obviously you get to come back. <coughs> I don't get to come back. If I fucking jump and die, I'm dead. Right. So right. to make it more realistic, they make you think about, your decision making instead of I'm just going to barrel through this thing because you can run like you could sprint through the game. But if you do, you're going to get your face blown off because you're going to go into another screen and then something's going to be there like pointing a gun in your face or or a slug's going to bite you and you're going to die or you're going to get your leg chewed off by a pit monster like you can't you can't just blindly run around. And in a lot of these games, it's the same way as the other games that I mentioned. You have to be a little more meticulous about how to approach the next thing. And I compare it to Souls, being a Souls-born player, is because you have to think about what you're doing. It's not just... It's not Mario 1, Super Mario 1, where you just hold down the run button and run left, and you just figure out where the jumps are timed, and you can barrel through each level all the way up to 8 too. Sorry, sister, I didn't mean to trigger you, but you know what I mean. Like, you have to think about each next level that you're going to do. And and I think this this makes this game more real realistic in its sense that you're just an you're just an average human that shows up in a weird place and you just have to use your average human ability to get through it and think about what you're doing next now dying a lot allows you to learn like what the patterns and everything are because things don't typically change you know it's not like it's gonna it's always gonna do the same thing you just need to figure out the right way to go about it so that's I I don't want to say the controls are clunky in the sense that they're janky and broken. Their yeah, design is if yeah. you were playing a human person trying to yeah. get through a very challenge challenging area. So yeah, and like we say, like you know, games. We like to say that we like games that make you feel like a badass. You don't really feel like a badass in another world. No. You f- you feel like yeah. you, right? Well, I wish I could run this fast, but I, <laughs> but you you do feel Same. like a regular Joe in a crazy alien right. environment. But the one thing you do have, and you mentioned earlier, was you do get a laser pistol. And mm-hmm. it's a bit tricky to figure out, but it has a couple different uh, uses. One, it obviously it shoots, you know, like a zapper. You can also charge shot with it, which will take out an enemy in one blow or knock out a door. And then you can also, if you hold it longer, you can make shields, like force fields. And it's the same abilities that the enemies have, which I found was really interesting. This, this is not a combat-heavy game, although toward the end it gets quite hectic. But it's very tactical combat when it's there. You have enemies coming on the screen shooting you. You have mere seconds to whip out a force field. And then you're trying to take out their force field with charge shots and then snipe them away. But what you may not realize when you're doing all this shooting, you have to be careful 
because this thing is not finite. It's got a battery in it, and the first pistol you get runs out of charge pretty quick if you're pretty stupid with it, as I, I found out a couple times. I don't know if you ran out of energy mm -hmm. with your pistol or not. I did. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're just you're like I got a gun. And what do all <laughs> Americans down here do when they get a gun? They just start fucking shooting it, right? They don't think about it. So, Yeehaw. you know, you pick up the laser gun. You're like, wow, I got a weapon. This is neat. And you're just like, pew, 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 pew. And then something comes and attacks you. And you're like, click, 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 click. Shit. <laughs> so, But I honestly, to, to, to carry on the three different phases of the gun, is the, the, the shield ones, the second charge, and the, ult, the, you know, the big charge is right. the third charge. So you have to, like, like you said, you have to time your your stuff right and make sure you get the charge in the right spot and sometimes you can put your shield up too close or too far and you'll be shooting the back of your shield so you can't shoot through it so oh, even shit. though the geyser can't hit you <laughs> you're hitting the shield and you can't shoot through your shield you have to like position your body just far yeah. enough up that you can fire your own gun and and knock it out so it's there's there's a lot of challenge to it and i and i think what i appreciate again is there's no hand holding you have to figure this all out. Like you can read the manual yeah. and I think it, it gives you a few strats, but you have to figure all this out as you're going. And I, and I think I appreciate the difficulty level of that, to be honest with you. Well, even the, the first area with the slugs, like we mentioned, the way you're supposed to do it, which if you manage to jump across all the slugs, power to you, because that's amazing. But the way you're supposed to do it is you walk up the slugs and you kick them. call it chart-headed for a reason. Them. So, Yeah. <laughs> But you saw well, I'm the stubborn, slugs. man. I do RA. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm actually surprised there wasn't a Chivo for that. But anyway, you stomp on the slugs, and then you wait for the ones missing the drop, and you stomp on those too, and they don't respond, which I didn't quite realize. Right. And then when you run to the right, you encounter this giant beast, which is really, really greatly animated. It's awesome. And when it yeah. chases you, you're free to run and not worry about the slugs. That's how you get through that it, sequence. It, it runs like the dogs from from uh, Ghostbusters, so it looks it yes. looks like the 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 you know the Vince Lorso throws and the and the Zools in dog form as they're running through. I was like, there was a big appreciation of that while I was watching that animation of them running the same way. So I kept saying, "Let me in, let me in." It sounded like Rick Moranis. <laughs> But it's it's such a great sequence to open the game, right? Like you're running from this dog, past the past the pool, and then you have to jump. Then you realize you jump off the cliff, and there's a vine, and it swings you back, and you're still running. And then you bump into an alien, and and it, you continue to the next stage. And like this, there's storytelling there without a single word of dialogue, without a single right. word of text. Just just mm -hmm. the environments and the animations. There's there's not even a lot of music in this game. I think a couple sound bites. There's like a few there's, snippets um, of like tunes, but there's yeah. not a lot of like, holy shit, that's a banger. Like there's nothing that's like, holy crap, that like I'm I'm not going to listen to the Out of This World soundtrack driving to work like I would say Chrono yeah. Trigger or Final Fantasy VI or something. But, you know, it feels like it's the way that they do the music, it is situational, you know, and it's almost like a reward. Like when you solve a problem or solve a puzzle or you move on from the next thing, the music like kicks in. And you're like, oh, I solved something. I must have figured something yeah. out. But it's not a chime. It's actually like a, it's like a tune, but it's, yeah. it's like a huzzah. It's not like you Zelda. Know, you got a thing. It's, yeah. it's literally a little, yeah, little yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's it's, and this probably comes back to the fact that this was pretty much a one man operation. There is a guy who's credited for the music. I can't recall his name, but I saw him in the credits. But there is not very much music. This is mostly a game that was programmed, designed, artwork level design tested kind of by one guy 
And actually, that was one of the fun things I read when I was when I was debating which version of the game to play uh, this week. I was trying to figure out, well, what's the original? Well, the original was Amiga. And I think Sinistar mentioned he had played the Amiga version. And yeah. when I was looking it up, apparently the Amiga version never got a full QA pass because there was a delay in getting oh, this wow. game at the door and the publisher didn't want to wait. So they kind of pushed it out for sale early and there was a number of bugs in the Amiga version. I don't know how pronounced they are. I don't know if people noticed. Maybe they're at the end of the game. But this game wasn't fully... Uh, ready to go live <laughs> on the Amiga. Wow. But that's stuff that was well, bug I mean, tested it, on the, the other ports. I mean, that makes sense to me because like you said, it's a one man show, right? So right. they probably didn't have a ton of time to figure out the issues and whatnot. And he was probably like, yo, I need more time in French Canadian or however you would say it in French. And they were like, no, fuck you. Sorry, YouTube, but we want to sell this thing. We're going to make some money off of this. And it, and it honestly, it kind of reminds me of what we're dealing with right now with, ports and and games that have been out for a while and then the remakes coming out and they're terrible on steam you know <coughs> just because of the way that they're designed i mean it's it's just full circle right we are now entering the early 90s uh of, of game releases yeah i'm just gonna point out he's not french canadian he is real french france just french. real french real okay french. he's not he's sorry not quebec quebecian he's just, sorry he's... quebec <laughs> Yeah, there's no I'm sorry for my in instance, my ins- my insensitivity of this whole thing. <laughs> but I don't know what else can we say in this game. I just is there a sequence the of this game that was incredibly frustrating for you? Honestly, the slugs I think were the worst part of this whole game. But there is <laughs> there is an area to be honest with you. Okay, so there is an area, and I'm not gonna I'm gonna try not to spoil anything. Mike Ruba, yeah, there's there is that's what I like. Like you said, there's no language. At all within this game. There's no texts. There's nothing. But for some reason, you are driven by a force from point A to point B to get through this game. And it feels really freaking natural. Like, if I were this person, this is how I would go about trying to figure out where I need to go. I'd kick a guy in the dick to get through something, whether he (laughs) has one or not. I don't know. He's an alien species. But I mean... Some a Maybe lot of the creativity. Maybe he does. Well, I mean, if he punches me in the face, then you're going to get a dick kick. I'm sorry, <laughs> but so I mean, there's a, there's a there's a spot that I've always appreciated playing this game from start to finish, where there's a there's a guy there's a, one of the one of the guards is walking down below you, and you see three green lamps. And this, when I first played this game, I got stuck here because I didn't realize this is what needed to happen. But you see, they're not lamps. They're like orbs. They're like, they're light fixtures, essentially, in this other world. Right. And you're in a dome. I think accurate. Yeah, I think that's better. So there's three of these green spherical chandelier looking things. And then there's this little square hole in this dome and you're on the outside of it. And you can see, now, Mind you, this is 91, right? 90, 1990, 91. You can see in the bottom of the sphere things, something moving around. There are four lights. You see him moving around. Calm down, Picard. Um, <laughs> and then you you can't, like, if you take this guy head on, he kicks your ass. Like, there's no way around this dude. Right. He's got, like, three shields on him. He's throwing grenades at you. There's no way around this guy. So the trick is, is you got to knock him out with one of these one of these orbs. And you have to time it. And even returning to it last week when I played this, I forgot the timing. So I had to sit there and wait and watch. And you could see his reflection 
in the sphere and and he'll stop periodically like right in the middle of the sphere and that's when you shoot it because if you shoot it and you miss he runs to the corner and starts shooting up at the roof and then you're done you like have to reset not the whole game but at least at least die, die and reset the whole thing yeah. yeah exactly so i thought that was really clever i thought that was something at least in my young age in the 90s that was something i never thought of was like environmental use of stuff to knock out enemies as opposed to just you know full bore going through it or whatever else you needed to do i thought the 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 introduction of using essentially traps that were set up in yeah. the game was really really cool and uh, but again they don't tell you that you don't know that you have to watch it and learn it just like you would in real life like no one's going to go hey but just so you know in this strange world that you're running around in it might be a good idea to watch the reflection of the chandeliers. No one's going to tell you yeah. that. You're just yeah. you're just trying to figure it out. So I really, like at a young age, I was frustrated. I was like, that's a stupid. But as I appreciate it as an older person going, that's really some really well thought out, like environmental inclusion through a game where, where using the environment wasn't super... I may be wrong. Don't don't burn me on this. Don't at me on this. But using the environment to get past something was not a common occurrence in these earlier games in the Sega Genesis Super Nintendo. It was if you can't, you got to figure out how to get around it. It's going to be pretty much either jump on the dude's head or 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 slap him or something or throw a rock at him or whatever. Right. But it was never. I'm going to shoot this light down. It's going to knock this guy out, and I'm going to be able to get by him. I thought that was a really cool feature and i think in, in something the idea of of you're looking for the reflection of the guard in the lamp that's pretty unique mm -hmm. for its time i can't think of another instance of a game that does that the the closest i can i can picture for this game is um it's kind of like mist or you know what the sierra games like space quest king yeah. quest it's kind of like that but without the yeah. typing that's what it feels like to me right. more action oriented but yeah every screen is a puzzle that you need to figure out and you'll probably die dozens of times or more on one puzzle, but once you figure it out, you kind of mm -hmm. know how to do the game. But it's definitely, definitely using the environment like that is very interesting for a game like this, and very yeah. much ahead of its time. And something that I feel impacted other games today. When you look at games like this, mm -hmm. um, my favorite sequence here. Actually, let me pull it up real quick while we're showing video for those watching on YouTube, for those listening to audio. While you're I'm looking sorry. that up, I'll add. Like you said, like there are certain sections of this game where the action gets crazy. Like there's laser beams and shit flying and there's foreground. There's, there's background foreground and like where you're at. So there's depth to this game. Yes. So there's certain You'll areas a big where guard walking across the screen. <laughs> yeah. Like a guard walking <laughs> yeah. across the screen. You're like right in his face. And, yeah. and then you see shit in the background. Here's yeah, this one, this is a great example, but there's stuff in the outside too, where it's like, you're seeing all these lasers shoot by, but they're bigger because they're closer, you know, to the screen, but you feel the depth in the screen. Yeah. It's not like, well, that guy's just like super big. <clears throat> it's not a trick. It's a trick of the eye. And they do such an amazing job on, on depicting that, that it feels really cool. Like you're running and you're actually like, Oh, Oh, I'm going to find shot by something. Yeah. And you not a games like back then didn't make that action. They didn't have so much intensity. This fucking tank scene is, is a perfect example. The goddamn butt super, super cinematic super cinematic and that tank scene is where i got frustrated as a kid because you're in the <laughs> tank and there's a control panel it zooms in on control panel and you're trying to figure out what button to push and it's just maddening yep. but this whole sequence where you jump in a tank 
you fly into this arena and there's a full spectacle of aliens watching you as, as tigers or their version of tigers are attacking things. You fire a rocket so you can escape. Then you're launched to escape pods. You land in an alien sauna and you see some alien butt cracks. So that's always great as a teenager. <laughs> and then it's just a nonstop run from laser fire. And it's very action packed sequence. And it's really freaking well done. Um, mm-hmm. Just again, very cinematic. And I'm going to take the video off because I don't want to spoil any more of this game. But yeah. it's just a, just a, just a, everything on your eye, everything is so visually presented in such a way that you don't see in other games from 1992. Like you really don't, right? Most of the games at that time are very static. They're very sprite and tile based. And just the enemies, the enemies only have one set of animations. Whereas this one, you have them walk in front of the screen. Some of them wear helmets. They have different moves. Yeah, they all look the same. They're all aliens. What do you want? But, but it's very cinematically presented. And just every screen or section looks very different from the other ones, despite it being almost, it's a simplistic flat style of, of graphics, right. but it looks so good. I'm really impressed by this game visually. I just, I just wish the music was there. I wish they added more music to the game, to be honest with you. I mean, I can get that. I can get that argument of needing a little bit more to kind of keep your, keep your interest in. But, but even then, I just, it just, this game feels so natural. It feels like, I mean, the art style is, is awesome because it's very, it's very basic. It's super simplistic. There's not a lot of detail in the characters. It's really flat, but it still feels and, and looks good. You know what I mean? Like, it's not bland. It, it, you would think about it like if the way you and I are describing it, it can feel sound. This game sounds pretty goddamn bland, but it's not. And it's not like you're looking at the detail of the game it's the way it's playing and and the depth of level and the depth of vision the puzzles in it are really challenging and really really cool and once you once you figure it out you almost got that kind of badass feeling you're like oh man i made that jump finally or i climbed across right. those columns or i or i slid in the right spot but you have to figure it out and that's the cool thing or you're running from the dudes that's blasting all the doors behind you and you're like you're it's intense and there's there's scenes where you're like the dude, there's a guy that you save that's in a cage with you, and he, you know, the Mike Ruba guy. Yeah, your buddy. He, uh, yeah. yeah, his buddy. He he has to come to your rescue a few times, and you've got to time it right. Like, but you don't know that. You have no idea. You're like, this guy's supposed to come and pull me out of an air vent. Where the hell is he? And you backtrack, <laughs> and he's stuck somewhere. You know, because you were or he's you dead. Patient enough to let. Or he's dead. Time. Right. Exactly. So. But you don't know that until you do it. And I don't know. I, I I could see that frustrating people. And I could see people being like, well, I like to have a little bit of knowledge about what I'm getting into. But for, for me, I like that challenge. I like that, okay, something happened here. I need to go back and look at it. I mean, the, you're, we're showing the video right now of the foreground, of the use of the foreground and the background, where your friend helps you up and you go into a room and he's held up. If you go into that room, you're dead. You can't do anything about yeah. it. But if you go behind the room, because you don't know you can do that until you find the fucking walkway that sends you there and then you can come from behind and he jumps on the one dude and beats the shit out of him and you take <laughs> out the other guy and then you help him, then that's how you progress. <laughs> Excuse me. There's so much of that in this game where it's like there's a lot of different aspects to this that make it make it cool. I, I you know, for and and again, we keep talking. This is 1990. I mean, this is not yeah. recent by any stretch of the imagination. This game's over 30 goddamn years old. And to do that back then 
was really impressive. And for one guy to do it, I mean, you hold up a guy and he, he shuts a locked door on you. So that's part of the puzzle. If you don't do that right, then you can't get past the next spot. There's so much to it. You got to put a shield up so a guy throws grenades at you instead of, of shooting him in the face because it unlocks another thing. But you don't know that unless you try yeah. it. And I I just super appreciate that whole concept of, of how they designed this thing. Yeah, this is a really a fantastic game. And I we haven't really seen anything like it since. I mean, there was there was flashback, of course, which is done by the same guy in his in his company that he worked with, Delphine, I want to say it is. Yeah, Delphine. Flashback think, is yeah. great, but quite a bit of a different game than this. Um, there was a sequel to this game, um, Heart of the Alien, I think it was called. But it didn't have any involvement with the original creator. Uh, in fact, when it came out, he actually panned it, said it's not his game. He was asked about doing a sequel <laughs> before it came out. And he's like, yes, I would you know, like to do. I'm going to try and avoid doing a French accent. <laughs> It'd be offensive. Please, yeah, like, yeah, wanted, not, yeah. yeah, he wanted to tell a story. <laughs> this, he wanted to retell the story, but from the alien buddy's point of view, which would have been very interesting. Instead, what was developed was a game where is just the alien and it's a separate story. So he didn't really care for it in the beginning. I think he's warmed up to it over the years. Um, there's actually a version of this game you can play in the Sega CD, which has both in, a, in the same disc. That's actually a oh. really great compilation if you want to play both of them. But the first one is, was that. his baby. The second one was not really his. Uh, and right. then we had flashback, really. I haven't seen much like this since then. And that's a shame because this is the kind of style... I mean, they could they can make it look a little bit better. They have for this this 20th version edition, uh, 20th anniversary version. But I think they could do a game like this today, and I think it would do really well. Just the concept of a cinematic game where language is not a problem, and it's just you're telling a story visually only, and just such great puzzles, but still action. There's lots of action in this game with the puzzles. It's such a great game. Um, I'm glad you played this chart because this is a game I I mean to go back to, and uh, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I frustrated, and I'm glad I went and watched the playthrough of it because it's a great game to revisit for sure. Okay. I I just I appreciated it, and this is not something I think that I would normally be like all up over, or you guys would think that I would be interested in anything of this caliber. But I, when I was younger, I I really appreciated these games. I appreciated the rotoscoping. I appreciated um, the whole flashback style. I would love to give flashback another shot, but I that game is so frustratingly hard for me, and it and it's like. The only thing that I wish for another world is for it to be longer. That's all I want. Yeah. And that's what Flashback kind of did. They they took this and made it longer. And I'm like, this game's too hard. It's too long. <laughs> you, know, it's, you, you, you know, you forget, be careful what you wish for because someone will make it happen and then you'll play it and you'll be like, oh, it's just more of these frustrating puzzles. Just, you know, another 40 goddamn minutes of the frustrating puzzles. But I don't know. If if you're not, if if you guys like like the Prince of Persia style, the older Prince of Persia styles, or Oddworld, or Flashback, or any of these games, and you've not given Another World a shot, I, I think it comes highly recommended amongst the Presby to Cancel crew on all of us. Um, Sinistar wanted to be here tonight, but unfortunately he couldn't, and he had a lot of positive things to say about it too. So, you know, and, and Wolf the same way. Wolf had, had other plans that he needed to get taken care of tonight too, but he also was like, this game is spectacular. So, I don't know GP's feelings about it, but I have a feeling that he also would approve of this game. Um, so, you know, and if me and Jake agree on something, go play it because that's that's a rarity. Yeah. That's a rarity within itself. So we like the same games, Char. What's wrong with you? We like all the same games. Mm -hmm. I like Elden Ring. Mm -hmm. We both like Super Mario RPG. It's all good. <laughs> 
I'll, I'll save for that. <laughs> we episode. like aspects. We like aspects of the Super Mario. <laughs> Shades of the game. Yeah. Yeah. This is fantastic. Right. Flashback is good too, that's, but that's yeah. what caused me to play the game was because Wolf nominated this for the top 100. That's why. Shit. Did I he forgot really? why we got into it. He did. He nominated this for the top 100, which oh, is why I was like, was my oh, pick for this week. That. Oh my God. Are you going to, you were really going to lean onto this, this chant. You got to watch your episodes, yeah. man. Maybe watch Dude, your own you show. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't on that episode. Why do I want to watch an episode I'm not on? Wow. I'm I'm, I listen they're, to them. I promise. I listen, wow. to, I listen to most of them. Most I'm of not them. here. Why would I listen to it? I, have I listen good to good points. 30% of the episodes. 30%. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny because I did not pick a game of the uh, 100 top 100 game today. So I got to think about that. Did for you? A hot minute. I did not. No, I didn't. Give me one sec here. I'm going to look at this list real quick. Actually, are we already transferring over that? Are we ready? Are we already ready for a hundred? Well, for, for a top one. If you have a story, another something you want to say about uh, another world, but I'm just going to say about another world. It's a fantastic game. Uh, everybody it needs is. to play this uh, game. Yeah, it's I, not like it's long. I agree. No, it's <laughs> not. World of it's short, but it's yeah. But it's worth it. It's worth it right now. And and again, yeah, you can look some stuff up to kind of figure out the puzzle if you get stuck. Um, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be a big guy and say, "Oh, I played Skimmer." I did have to stop and look at something up because I was like, "I have no idea what I'm supposed to do here." So there is some opportunities, but this game is great. I, I would highly recommend it. You, once you get used to the controls and you kind of feel it out, it's spectacular and it's literally at your best. If you're playing this and knowing exactly what you're doing, it's 30 minutes out of your life that you might want to replay it again. And try and get it faster. I don't know. We beat it in forty-five minutes, and I'm not. I'm not a great gamer, so you know, there's there's definitely opportunity to make it longer if you want to. That's what she said. But you can uh, you can definitely tackle this thing fairly quickly, and and I think you would enjoy it. I think it's got a lot of cool aspects in it, and a lot of cool puzzles um, to not make it monotonous, but to make it very exciting. So would rec- would highly recommend it for me. Yeah. And it's already nominated for our top 100. <laughs> All right. I've got a game for the top 100. So if you want to think of so one, that means one I I'm actually talking. have to think of one. All yeah, right, there's, go we ahead. Got, we got to get this list together, man. Because then we got to do stretch, a six part series. Fucking, as we, stretch, stretch this bitch out because I got to look at our list to make sure I'm not missing anyone. So. All right. So here's a game that's on the list. <laughs> and I think is, is universally acclaimed, but it's also one that I like and I played it recently. And that is Mega Man 2. So here's the thing. I did not want to have a lot of the same franchise on the top 100 list. I want to avoid it, but there are certain games that I think are just stand out that we have to include. We're going to have the same fight with Mario games, I'm sure. Mario 3, Mario World, all that stuff. Mega Man right now, we only have Mega Man X on the top 100 list, which is fantastic, but a very different feeling game from the classic Mega Man series. Yeah, I would, I would I argue the, that Mega Man 2 and Mega Man X would not share the same... Just because they're both Mega Man games, they don't share the same right. space. So I, I, I would not veto yeah. this. I think this is a good choice. Yeah, very different gameplay styles. Even though they're both run and gun, and they're both blue bombers, but they're totally different feeling games entirely. And when I look at the classic Mega Man series, there's a lot of great games there, um, but I find like one a tad too difficult and a little bit thin on the gameplay. Three. As, as GP will keep pointing out, I mean, as much as I love 3, I think GP's right in that it's a much longer game and punishingly difficult in the back half. And once you get into 4 and 5, they're not bad, but I think the, the franchise really gets its start in Mega Man 2, 
And I mean, when we when we're talking about games on the NES that have killer jams, Wily's Castle's music tune is just like some of the best in the NES, if not one of the best. Period. Like Wily's Castle is just is an iconic jam. All the bosses I, are really I great and catchy. Ev- I was gonna say every Mega Man Two song musically, sonically, is top of the line. I I, I kind of yeah. I know we talk about four a lot. Four is a great game. I love Mega Man Four. It's probably one of my favorite out of them. But music wise, if it were to go up against Four's music, two would win. I I think two yeah. is the most memorable out of the entire series and and the best of the bangers out of any Mega Man game, arguably. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, like if you, I, I mean, I you and I did Arcade Pit a, a couple months ago, and there's a segment of that mm-hmm. where you have to guess the tune, basically. I wish yeah. we got Mega Man on that when we had that segment. Because oh, if man, there's we a Mega Man 2, oh, yeah, we'd have crushed it easily. Every boss, no problem. It's that memorable. <laughs> and it's like we could name which bosses they yeah. were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so well, I think, I think such a fantastic easy. game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was gonna make a joke about Wily Wars, but no, the original is better. <laughs> yeah, Although don't I do even like Wily Wars. <laughs> the blast processing yeah. just doesn't do it do it justice for the the Nintendo it, version. It doesn't improve the music in any way whatsoever. All no, right, Charlie, no you got a game? I do, I do, and I don't know if anybody's gonna agree with me on this one. This could be a veto a vetoable one, but I'm thinking about it. And this was one of my favorite um, PC FBSs growing up as a kid. A lot of people were playing Doom at the time. Uh, I was playing Descent. And I want to okay. put Descent up on the top 100s. I like the concept of Descent because Descent was a 360 um, FPS. It wasn't it wasn't your straightforward hallway FPS. You, it, you flipped and turned. It did all kinds of turns and wheels and stuff. I, um, I loved playing Descent growing up. I actually had to buy a Sidewinder controller stick to play it right because it, yeah. it was very difficult to play on any kind of PC, <coughs> keyboard and mouse, or standard controller. Um, I think Descent is a phenomenal game. It's, it's honestly, I don't know if it is because not a lot of people talk about it. I could, I could argue this is a, a hidden gem of an FPS if people have not heard of this game. I, I think I can. I could have. And if I was in that episode, I probably would have put Descent up as my hidden, hidden gem. Because I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people have played Descent back in the day. Um, but it's got the same upgrades as Doom. You get some cool laser guns. You get some cool stuff. It's the same concept as any of those other FPSs. The only difference is, is that it was 360. So you could do flips. You can, you know, you would fly into one area and fly out, and you could get really turned around in the areas, and it would it would make a, for a little stressful, you know. Um, but I, I I really always loved playing Descent. I thought it was really up there. I played it once on PSX. Um, I only played the PS, the PS, uh, the PS, the PC version, and I believe I right. played all the way up to three. I think there's three different descents at this point. Was it really? Um, I didn't know it had a sequel. I think there was. I, knew, I, knew I know it had one. a two, and two was spectacular. I love two. When two came out, I was okay. really excited, and I remember the day I was in Fry's Electronics. And my parents gave me the option of one of two things. I could either buy the 32X for my Sega Genesis, or I could get Descent with the Sidewinder controller. And I went with Descent over the 32X, yeah. which was a hard decision at the time because everybody was like, the 32X was a new thing. But now I'm happy I did. Yeah, because I got a lot of, yeah. At the time, in it hindsight. was new. <laughs> yes, in hindsight, I made the right decision. Um, I would highly, yeah. highly suggest anybody looking up Descent. I think there's a remaster version on Steam, probably, or you can find it somewhere and giving Descent a run. It's just like Doom, but again, 
you're in a spaceship flipping in and out and the, the, the enemies were cool the bosses were cool the upgraded weapons were really neat um and it just fit right in that vein of the fps styles of duke nukem 3d uh doom 2 and wolfenstein and all that stuff so um descent will be my yeah. game of 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 uh this episode I, i'm a big fan of that one. I, th- I think there was i mean it's, it was a pretty unique concept that was has not been revisited very often i want to say there was a game called forsaken on the n64 it might have been a playstation as well inspired by descent but descent descent was the original and that that 360 movement it takes some practice to wrap your head around it but once you figure it out it's so cool knowing that yeah, you can attack cool. from every conceivable angle mm-hmm. really well designed mm-hmm. game and yeah that's that's a very unique shooter that I, I can't think of another game in recent memory that adopts that style of gameplay i really can't and it's interesting because like right. there's so many different first person shooters these days and battle royales and extraction and all those things and nobody's really gone back to that kind of movement which is interesting i think right. descent is a great right. choice for this list that is a very unique game to play and not replicated sweet Huzzah. plus it would probably prove it's a pc game <laughs> yeah he's already he's already giving me that it belongs and that it is a good choice so i'm proud of that <laughs> there you go he's here in spirit um all right well i think that's our two for the press b top 100 and we talked about another world uh, if you like this episode please give us a like on youtube or leave a review on your favorite podcast app if you are uh, interested in hearing more from us, check us out in our Discord or check us out on Twitter or occasionally on TikTok. I'm working on clips. I didn't take one now, though. I had to work myself to taking clips. But anyway, check us out at pressbetocancel.com or or on YouTube, pressbetocancel. Um, for myself, you can find me on Twitter for now. I'll be damned if I go on threads. I'm not touching anything Facebook's name on it. Uh, I'm still playing through Battletoads. <laughs> Battletoads and Tears of the Kingdom. I've kind of given up on Diablo 4. Yeah, well. <laughs> although I did find out Diablo 4 works with an arcade stick, so I might get back into that just, just for the hell of it to say I beat it with an arcade mm-hmm. stick. It's pretty, pretty funny. What have you been up to, Chard? Uh, I actually started up uh, Mario RPG for my first time ever uh, a couple days last weekend, I think is when I started it up. And uh, yep. we're just kind of playing through that and experiencing it without rose-colored nostalgic glasses because I did not play it as a kid. Um, we've had a lot of people come in and tell me how great this game is and it is good. I'm not saying it's not, so don't, don't shit on me just yet. There are things about it that I don't, I don't quite understand everybody's thrill about some of the things in it. Um, but I like, I like the differentiation between people that grew up playing this game and they're just like, this game is fucking amazing and I'm playing it and it's, I feel like, I feel like that Tim Robinson meme where he's like, (laughs) you sure about that? You sure about that? But I mean, it's still fun. I'm having fun playing it because if you know, if I don't like something, I'm going to shit all over it and stop playing it. I'm just going to shit on this and keep playing it because I'm having fun. I have, <laughs> I'm having a good time with it. I've enjoyed it. Um, I know the remakes coming out or remaster or whatever's coming out here. November, I think they October? said. October? Um, I think it is. Yeah. It's either October or never. It's sometime towards Christmas time. And uh, I just wanted to get my feet wet into it and if we ever decide to have a discussion, I wanted to have some fucking ammunition because with it coming out, you know, maybe we have that discussion at some point. So instead of just sitting the there spoilers, with my hand we're talking my about pants, this game like, cause yeah, cause a few yeah. of you don't like it and it's driving me nuts. This is another case of a game that Jake grew up with and loves and everybody's shitting all over it. So we'll have an episode on it, whether we do it sooner rather than later. I don't know. 
I am excited that, for that remake, though. And that's a shocking that remake. Part that's of the fun. I never expected that. It's part of the that's fun. That's part of the fun. It is. It's part of the What's fun. What's that? Jake likes it? Stomp it in the ground. Fucking shit out of it. <laughs> oh, Remind man, me never let like you near my childhood hamster. Before. Just It's just doomed. Anyway. Wow. Um, I'm also playing through Final Fantasy 16, but I'm posting those videos up on YouTube. Currently still right. holds very tightly the game of the year for me because um, it is epic it is absolutely amazing um if you have not and you have the opportunity because i know it's a ps5 game but if you have the opportunity to go and play final fantasy 16 just get over the fact it's not turn-based and just do it because it is awesome very cool well i think even you said earlier today that final fantasy hasn't been like turn-based turn-based since like 10 right so it's yeah. been it's been i mean officially over 10 years yeah yeah it's almost like they slowly worked their way out of it. That's going to be another episode, another topic for another episode. But point being, get over it and go try it out. And your your eyes are going to be as big as mine and my my thumbnail for, for it. Because it just keeps getting better. When I think it's as good as it's going to be, it's it gets better. So also go listen to our last episode and you'll hear me talk all about it. Because it's really, really good. Right. You guys talked about that last week. We did. Uh, I anyway, should, I should watch that. But that's one. what I'm doing. That's that's what I'm working yeah. on. No, it, it, honestly, I'm I'm glad you like it. Um, I wish I could play it, but it's only in PlayStation. But I'm looking forward to us doing Game of the Year episode because Game of the Year is going to be. There are so many great games, Chard. So many. It's going to be a fun. Think, this is going to be a fun yeah. episode because I know I know yours right now is Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, mine is obviously Final Fantasy 16. Um, I'd like I'd love to hear what the other guys is like so far their what their games are um i think this is going to be a really cool discussion between all of us about what we like about it because i've i've played minutes literal minutes of tears of the kingdom and i just it's overwhelming to me because there's a lot to do um yeah well final fantasy 16 is a lot more like i guess you could call it spoon feeding in comparison to that (laughs) they're just like here here's all this cool shit that's happening literally right now while tears of the kingdom is like I'm seeing people build shit and I'm like, what are you building? And I know Jake from playing Valheim with you, you love constructing things from the ground up. So that's totally in your wheelhouse. Whilst for me, that is not something that I'm interested in. So um, I'm really interested in hearing like Wolf's take on it because I know Wolf has been very positive about it. I'm interested to hear what Sinistar thinks his game of the year is for this one. I know he was playing uh, the System Shock remake and he was super pumped about playing that. I'm not saying that's what his choice was, but I'm just saying there's going to be some really cool games and we're not even yeah. done yet. We're still in July. There's yeah, halfway the year of games coming yeah. out. Sea of, uh, sea of Stars is coming out. Um, a bunch of other games yeah, that, that I'm looking at too. is coming out. And I've been waiting for Sea of Stars forever, so which we should probably yeah. do an episode on that when it comes out. Um, oh, we, we but have I'm to. Pumped. I'm, we're done playing it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And no, it's it's 2023 is gonna be a killer year for games. I haven't seen a, a year of games this good since 2011, when you had Skyrim yep. and a bunch of and Bioshock and a bunch of other ones. So it's it's a really good year for video games, which is nice because we've had a couple of years which has been on a low. So this is this is a great right. year. Right. All right, guys, or guy, <laughs> my second favorite they're host here. and me. They're, 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 they're here. here. Are they in chat? Okay. All right, guys. We are Presby to cancel. Thank you very much.
Thank you.